one of the things that makes me laugh, and I mean like really laugh, is how these intelligence agencies break the rules without really breaking them, and they think that we're not going to catch on. So for a very quick example, let's take a look at the Five Eyes surveillance program, which is not secretive by any stretch of the imagination. Just type in the Five Eyes surveillance program and you'll see. This is a partnership between the United States, Canada, New Zealand, and Australia, and, um, and England as well, that has agreed to essentially spy on each other's countries for the sake of, you know, terrorism and all that. And listen, I understand that there are legitimate reasons for this, but the main reason here, and you'll see why I'm giving this example, it'll come full circle by the end of the episode, is that if the United States particularly the NSA or the CIA, are ordered by a federal court to not spy on certain people because they don't have enough reason or justification to do so, what do they do? They say, okay, no problem. And then they go and bend the rules. They call up Canada. They call up England, any one of the Five Eyes partners. And they say, hey, you're spying on our country too, right? I mean, legally, this has been, you know, signed, it's contractual and all that. Can you do us a favor? Can you just tell us what's going on with these people in our country here? So technically... The CIA listened to the courts, they're not spying on the people, but the courts never said anything about other countries providing information on those people. So you see how the rules are bent here? Now, before I go on, because we've got a lot to cover here, I do want to thank you guys for the support for yesterday's unexpected uh, cancellation of the episodes. So I want to thank you so much for that. And I also want to give a quick shout out to Ital Diablo. And I know there's many more that want to be shouted out. Just give me a day or two to get back into the rhythm of, of things. And I promise I will catch up with everyone who wants to be shouted out. So... Uh, I do want to thank not only Ital Diablo, but everybody that watches this show. I think yesterday was the first time where we took a, a bit of a break. So I want to thank you guys for that. Now, Project Pigeon, there's a lot to connect here. And you're going to see what I'm talking about with the example I used earlier. So establishing Stargates to cover for Venom camps. Now, I've spoken about Stargates for the past week and a half, give or take, in a lot of different episodes. And the reason why I'm doing that is because a lot of that has been built up to understand what's coming here in today's episode. And I was going to save today's episode for the weekend but as a bit of a thank you for uh, all the support I received yesterday for being off and all that I decided to do it today for you guys so let's jump right into it now according to Wikipedia excuse me and I quote during World War II Project Pigeon was American behaviorist BF Skinner's attempt to develop a pigeon controlled guided bomb and quote now this project was funded very suspiciously with tons and tons of money. They say they only gave them 25 grand, but the records I'm going to show you guys a little later in the episode indicate that they received actually much more than that, 25 million. And this was back in the 40s. So, you know, do the math with, if we do inflation to now, right? And so the program, according to Wikipedia and also the United States military, was, and I quote, canceled on October 8th, 1944, because the military believed that further prosecution of this project would seriously delay others, which in the minds of the division have more immediate promise of combat application end quote now the division is an entirely separate entity on its own and I'm, i'll be doing an episode on that but let's put that aside for a second let's take a look at what happened on october 8th 1944 in england and this is what i meant about how these intelligence agencies kind of scatter things and they think we're not going to pick it up so if we head on over to the bbc.com and i quote churchill ordered ufo cover-up national archives show now if we take a look at the drawings and the illustrations here these are just handmade drawings of what some people have seen in england and soldiers and what have you that churchill said listen stay quiet about it however Excuse me. However, let's take a look at the description of this UFO 
that was also covered up by Churchill on October 8th, 1944, the same day that the front end of Project Pigeon was shut down. But let's take a look at the, the, the description of this UFO, pardon me, and the description of the UFO that occurred on Japan Airlines flight, JAL, flight 1628. Now, I know a lot of people have been talking about that lately, but here's the interesting thing. There are documents to suggest, and I will bring them up shortly, that the same UFO seen on the Japan Airlines flight 1628 incident is the same UFO that was covered up by Winston Churchill in fear, and was covered up in fear of sparking mass panic amongst the people. Why are these two connected and directly in correspondence with the same time that the front end of Project Pigeon was shut down all on the same day, on October 8th, 1944. Now, here's the interesting thing. This Japan Airlines flight 1628 incident was not just like, you know, a plane that was a commercial plane that was flying and they saw a couple UFOs and the UFOs did some quirky moves that, you know, no one's ever seen and it was just your usual UFO sighting. No, these were multiple UFOs that lasted for about 45 minutes to an hour, according to the pilot. And they were larger, according to him, than the size of major commercial industrial warehouses. So if we had to compare the measurement of what this pilot saw that day relative to something in today's day and age, it would be essentially the size of one of Walmart's largest locations in the United States. That was just one UFO. Normally, UFOs are about anywhere from 50 to 60 feet in diameter, which is nothing substantial. Small enough to uh, quickly escape if they were ever in some type of subversed attack from human pilots, but also big enough to make a different, to make a noticeable difference in the sky if they wanted to be seen. Now, here's the interesting thing. All of this occurred on October 8th, 1944, the shutdown of the Win of Winston Churchill wanting to cover things up. At the same time, Project Pigeon on the front end was officially shut down. But this is where it also gets interesting. So there is a picture that is supposedly trying to be suppressed all over the Internet, whether it's on the dark web or the front end of the web. And when things are trying to be quietly suppressed on the dark web, that's when you know there's a real problem. I'll tell you right now. And the picture I'm putting up on the screen for you guys right now are a handful of dark documents that have to do with the CIA essentially telling this particular pilot of this um, of this Boeing 747 on November 17th on this JAL flight 628 1628 they told them that and I quote it never happened and they also confiscated all devices that would essentially prove that what this pilot scene had occurred now this photo is being is attempted to be removed all over the place because it is a completely real photo however the next thing that gets very interesting is that we have to look at what someone on google maps found in area 51 in groom lake why do i say that now you'll see how this is going to come full circle let's take a look at cognitionmatrix.com and i quote Area 51 dis discovered a stargate near Groom Lake, original article by Alessandro Brizzi. The incredible images taken from Google Maps show an obvious military structure or complex with a stargate apparatus located in Groom Lake, a short distance from the famous and inaccessible Area 51, end quote. Now, according to multiple UFO researchers, and I'm putting the pictures up right now for you guys, we can clearly see that if I had to bet, Google Maps either purposefully or without even knowing, reconstructed this Stargate. Now, here are the coordinates. You could take a look at, at the coordinates for yourself if you want to go and uh, check it out for yourself on Google Maps or Google Earth. <clears throat> However, the military had said that this was a project that ultimately failed back in the 60s and 70s, right? And that's fine. But why is the military 
recently filing patents for UFOs that specifically fly within radioactive spectrometric ranges that occur in the same particular piece of land of this Groom Lake. And why is it that within Groom Lake Area 51, this particular very specific patch of land is currently being modified, and I quote, all right, and I'm putting the, the documents up for you guys right now. This does not make any sense for a project that didn't work is now being modified, right? So anyways, let's move on because we have to uh, we have to make more connections here. Now, believe it or not, it is actually suffice to say that this may in fact be a cover for something much larger. And why do I say that? Because let's take a look here at this article according to cbsnews.com and i quote 25 percent of wild bee species have gone missing since the 1990 study finds now this is what's interesting this is how they kind of hide things all over the place let's take a look here and see who is reporting this researchers at the consejo nacional de investigaciones scientifica etenisas i really hope i didn't butcher that in argentina who published their findings today in the journal one earth studied bee data from 1946 to 2015 finding a shocking decline in the last three decades they said that the findings do not necessarily indicate but end quote okay so why is this brought up because First off, we have a lot of connections to make here. Argentina, this particular CONICET, which is the acronym that stands for all these uh, the, these Spanish names in Argentina that has to do with the studying of the bees and all that, its main office for the entire world is in Argentina, okay? That's the headquarters. Now, what's interesting enough is that their headquarters are located very close to the Argentinian mountains where, again, the Nordics allegedly reside. Not confirmed, but allegedly because it's so open, so spacious, and again, no one's going to bother building any metropolitan cities there. It's not like it's the U.S. where one day it's a national forest, the next day it's getting torn down because someone threw enough money at a politician to make it happen, right? So they're very safe and remote there. They can also fly their UFOs there, fly their ships there, for, rather, and things like this. However, the reason for the bees gone missing is because the bee venom within their body has the ability to heal, believe it or not, to heal many different things. And if we take a look here, here's what we're going to find. And I quote, this is according to rxlist.com. Bee venom is given as a shot for rheumatoid arthritis, nerve pain, multiple sclerosis, uh, it, reducing the reaction to bee stings in people who are allergic, swollen tendons, and muscle conditions such as fibromyositis and enthesitis, end quote. Why do I bring this up? Because these stargates that are being used are being used by very small UFO ships, but at the same time, when you send a human through a stargate, the more and more often they teleport, it deteriorates their body physically, no matter how how much technological advances you have made that attempt to protect the uh, the biological body of a human, all right? Which is why Nordics tend to live longer. They tend to have, believe it or not, two hearts if you subscribe to a lot of the different theories of, you know, Valley and Thor and what have you, and they live for anywhere from like 600 to 1,000 years, which is very interesting nonetheless. But it seems as though their bodies can take more and absorb more. Now, what's interesting here, though, is that the bee venom is used for this because these people who are constantly going through, I would imagine soldiers or intelligence officers that are constantly being sanctioned to go through these stargates, wherever they end up takes a toll on their bodies body and it is no coincidence that a quarter of the earth's bees specifically the types of bees that inhabit large amounts of this venom are missing and have been missing for a very long time now 
All right. And so they are injected. These soldiers and intelligence officers are in, officers are injected with this in their body so that when they go through these stargates, they can kind of rejuvenate themselves. It's kind of like when you you go a day and a half without sleeping. You could still function if you really pushed yourself. But ultimately, you got to sleep, right? It's that same type of idea. And so when we take a look, for example, at, let's see here, routers, and I quote, Chinese scientists develop gene therapy, which could delay aging, end quote. This is a drop feed. All right. And there's also another article as well, according to lifespan.io, I believe, or LO. And I quote, partial reprogramming rejuvenates human cells by 30 years, end quote. This is a form of drop feeding the technology that they have harnessed through the bee venom that has allowed for this to occur. And again, this ties back in with the ghost particle, with teleportation. This ties back in with a lot of different things I've covered over the last five, six days or five, six episodes, right? So for those of you who don't really follow here, you'll kind of get a better grasp if you watch the previous episodes to sort of see where I'm going with this because I am mentioning things in uh, not a lot of description for that reason. Now, if we take a look here, we'll find this is a form of drop feeding that has occurred for many, many years. But again, it is slowly being introduced to the public for small little, uh, I guess we could say disclosure like events, because there will not be one big disclosure. Now, again, you might say, Dave, does this have anything to do with. Excuse me, with Project Pegasus, does this have anything to do with the Stargate project that the CIA files have declassified? It's an overall encompassing aspect of all of them, is what I would say to that. Now, let's take a look, for example, at all of the different connections that we have made here. I apologize, my, my throat's a little bit raspy today. Um, let's take a look at all the connections we've made here. We have, for example, the partial reprogramming that is used within the bee venom that is given to the soldiers that travel through the Stargates. Okay, We then have the same UFOs that are seen... In these, as the humans go through these stargates, the same ones that are seen by Winston Churchill and described to Winston Churchill that were covered up, and the same UFO seen on flight JAL 1628. Okay, so we understand that. Why are these UFOs so similar, ultimately? Because whenever a stargate is used, it uses substantial power, electricity, that no matter how much is developed naturally, must be pulled from some other source and from some other place, which brings me to my next point as well. Let's take a look at this article over here and what we'll see, uh, sorry, this video here, and this is a YouTube video and the title of the video, according to Mustang Medic Channel, which I'd like to thank them for making this a point in case, is that the White House goes dark every night about two hours, all right, and they have the footage to prove it. This is not a deep fake. This is nothing of the sort. Now, why is that the case? There is energy being pulled from the White House that goes all the way to Area 51 Stargates that is connected through the Mach 2, Mach 3 deep underground military base transportation tunnels that also you are used as vessels of energy carriers, as Phil Schneider had mentioned, to help power these Stargates when they need to be used. That's how much power this takes, all right? That's how much they're distorting many different things, and ultimately... People might get suspicious and say, oh, why is the White House going dark every night for two hours, right? Something like this. But when we look at it, it's not nearly as suspicious as if a town went dark every night. Because, again, the, the pure form of power and electricity has to be pulled from somewhere. Now, let's play devil's advocate for a second. Let's say, okay, hold on, Dave. 
if they have so much power to develop a Stargate, you think they'd be smart enough to harness enough electricity all around us. And isn't that what you talk about in your show, Dave, that electricity is all around us? Yes, but there's a difference between electricity being all around us and electricity being all around us when close to a Stargate. We don't want to mess with the electromagnetic frequencies and stabilizations of a lot of the vibrational brains. Brains as in B-R-A-N-E, right? And so what do you do? The next thing you could do very quickly is you can pull power from somewhere else all across the country because you got power grids everywhere, right? And so what do you do? You shut down for a couple hours every, every, every evening, close to midnight, you shut down the one place that everyone is looking at because it's right in front of your face. You see what I'm saying? So I want you guys to let me know what you think about this. There's a ton of connections made here, and I know that I was a little bit all over the place. But if you take a step back, and if you need to rewatch certain parts of this episode or rewind if you're listening on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts to rewind some parts of this episode, what we'll find here is that this is exactly how the intelligence agencies confuse things, distort things, and place little hidden, I guess we could say Easter eggs or tidbits all over the place, the same way I gave the example of the Five Eyes uh, presentation or um, the Five Eyes example in the very beginning of this episode. So thank you guys so much for your support yesterday, being off and all that. Uh, We're going to continue strong into the week and into the weekend going into next week, and we will catch you guys tomorrow. Cheers.